This podcast is for the sales professionals at every level. If you want to convert more prospects into paying customers, then you're in the right place. Because Joe has spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Let's go. Educated. Wanna learn how to close deals? Wanna learn how to sell more? That's what we're here for at Sales Genius. Let's go. I want to say welcome everybody to War Game Wednesday. I'm excited to have everybody here and sharing both on Facebook, YouTube, and of course here on the Zoom meeting. So I would like to take a second and introduce to you Sheldon Rumor. Now, Sheldon herself is the owner, okay, of her own digital network, which again, we can say, is that exciting? And I'm going to say, yes, it is. She owns This Is It Network. She has over 17 programs that she has of people putting their content out through her network itself. She is an expert when it comes to advertising and influencer campaigns. And overall, how do you brand yourself to be who you want to be online? And so I asked her to come in. And as we talked earlier, she's going to spit some fire out there today and talk to you about how do you become the expert at who you are online. And again, I'm going to guarantee you, I've already messed up so many of the first three things she's going to tell us but I'm going to take notes anyway. But welcome, Sheldon. Thank you so much. Hello. How are you? I'm so excited. I am so excited uh, to be joining you. I'm from the East Coast. I am based here in my studio was in Philadelphia, what I call BQ before quarantine, and then AQ after quarantine. Um, I'm based here in Southern New Jersey. So it it is nice to come to you from the East Coast. I hope everybody is having a good first start of their day. Um, as my friend Joe mentioned, my name is Cheldon Barlett Rumor. I owned a digital, a global digital agency and network called the This Is It Network. So we connect remarkable people with inspiring stories. We do that through our growing community, our engaging online content, and then real connections. And we started with a community and then provided content afterwards. The importance of doing so affords us the ability to help people in getting in front of people and forming real connections, which is the most important thing, especially in this digital space where there's so many messages coming at us in so many different ways. How do we filter through all those messages? And most importantly, how do we stand out uh, during these these unique times. Um, So I think that there is some simplistic ways to do it. I'm slightly obsessed with personal branding. Um, I teach at Temple University here in Philadelphia, as well as Drexel University. I teach personal branding to undergraduates, so wish me luck. And then I also teach a specialty course at Drexel's Business School for social media, in addition to running the digital network that I have. So So you might know what you're talking about? I do. I do. Well, at least... Somebody says that I do. So I'm glad that you have me here doing the same. So just to let you know, I like to say that before I get started, because I like to kind of, for the lack of a better term, simplify the process of personal branding. I think that we tend to overcomplicate branding in general, marketing in general, when truthfully, it's really our ability to tell our own stories. So my goal is to help you all in doing that. My definition of personal branding is what people say and think about you in your absence. That is your personal brand. It is not really much more complicated than that. The majority of people on this call know within the sales space that the majority of the decisions that change your life happen without you being in the room, without you being part of the conversation, without somebody having you weigh in on whether they should buy it or not buy it. You are not part of that conversation. It is what they say about you in your absence. So what is that going to be like? What is that going to sound like? And that can be like and sound like anything that you want. It just needs to be consistent with what you want. So how I look at it is that people purchase personalities and experiences. They don't purchase products or services. The majority of us have not invented anything that we are selling. It's just our unique spin on what we are selling. It's our approach to what we are selling. 
It's us leaning into the features and benefits in our unique way of what it is that we are selling. I believe we all have what I call a unique equation. There's a lot of people who sell the same thing or even have gone to the same university or live in the same town, but very few people, if any of us, have the same unique equation being from the same place at the same time, going to the same school, selling the same thing to the same demographic. So we must lean into our unique equation. We must recognize it, know it to be true, and lean into it. So the first fundamentals of what that looks like for me is understanding three key things. Who you are, what you want, and to be able to justify why you deserve it. Those are the three key things that will have you focus on your personal brand. Again, who you are, what you want, and why you deserve it. Before, it used to be what I do at home is what I do at home, and what I do at work is what I do at work. And I know that in an ideal world, those lives would be separate. But in the truth of the matter is, is that we are leaning into all that we are in order for us to sell exactly what we have to offer. I, I know it's surprising, I'm 43. And I am a mother of two. I have a nine-year-old and I have a three-year-old, like a fool, right? And in this space, I lean into who I am as a mother for what it is that I do. I talk about being an entrepreneur. I talk about being a wife. I lean in to all of those things. Why? Because it creates an experience. It creates a memorable conversation. It allows for me to tell and not sell. It allows for me to begin a conversation with somebody with an objective voice. So, before you do anything, you must be coming to terms with who it is that you are. And the way in which I look at that is in a number of different ways. You should be able to focus on what I call your life facts. So again, I mentioned being a mother. I mentioned being a wife. I mentioned being an entrepreneur. I'm a former division one athlete. I'm talking former. I don't run on purpose. Oh Me too. Bowling? Oh no, <laughs> sorry. I played field hockey and ran track. Yeah, that's when so I not me. I used to I run. Only on- run from clowns. Right. I, now I only run when people are chasing me, and no exactly. one's chasing me. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't run on purpose, but it's about leading into that. I can't tell you the amount of conversations that I've started with other athletes of various levels by sharing with them and knowing that that is one of my life facts. Right. I came from the hospitality industry in the eve of my career where I opened 48 restaurants. I knew food and beverage, whether it was the opening of casinos or beer and chicken wings. So I would state that I was in the hospitality industry before creating a digital network, knowing my life facts. These are the types of things that create conversations. These are the types of things that make you memorable, that allow for you to stand out. Now, some people say, you know, Sheldon, you're not the first wife. Sheldon, you're not the first mother. But again, it's part of that unique equation. It's about saying, okay, I probably am one of the few only mothers and wives that owns a global digital network, right? And being able to lean in in that way. What are the ways that can make you memorable just based on who it is that you are? Again, you are not the only person who is selling what it is that you are offering. You're not the only person that has the business that you have. Our goal is to create a unique equation for yourself that will allow for you to be memorable and for more people to have positive conversations about you in your absence. Like I mentioned, personal branding is the importance of having positive conversations about you in your absence, what people say and think about you when you are not in the room. People purchase personalities and experiences, not just products and services. So how can we create personalities and experiences just based on who it is that you are? So again, one is recognizing who you are. So identifying life facts. Now I was born on September 3rd, so I do everything in three. So that's just the way in which I work. So three life facts is always the way to go. Pick three things, right? You're an entrepreneur, you're an ex-athlete, you are in love with a specific hobby. What are the things that can be conversation starters? Now you're all seasoned salespeople. So I know that this is something that should come easy to the majority of you, but oftentimes to my family's dismay is that I'm not providing brain surgery, but I'm providing the rhythm of common sense. It is something that needs to be practiced so we can remember it, so we can refer to it. Who you are, what we want, and why we deserve it is something we carry around in our back pocket, something we can say when able at the buffet line, something we can say at the little league game. 
so we can continue the conversation and we can be memorable. So more conversations can happen about us in our absence. In addition to the life facts, there's three, you need to be able to lean into your strengths. What are you good at, my friends? What are things that are undeniably yours? Now, you can automatically tell that I'm an extrovert. I am not shy. I will talk to just about anyone about, to just about anyone about just about anything with enthusiasm. I love to hear my own voice and I love to be able to share stories. So it's one of those things for me. So I know that to be true, but I also know that I'm awful at math. You do not want to hire me as your accountant. I do not advise it, but you want me to speak at your event. You want me to come and present. I own that space. So many of us lean into the things in which we are not good at. We focus and actually start conversations as if we are prefacing in order to hold them back from the shock that I'm not good at math. I give that to someone else. And I was talking to somebody else um, giving a presentation. They were like, okay, what do you do? I said, somebody else, actually a close friend of mine, loves math, lives for Excel, loves a good spreadsheet. I will kindly give that to her. You're welcome, yeah. Emily. You can have it. I will leave quickly. Yes. <laughs> I will. I will release it to you. And if there's something powerful about it, because again, I'm going to lean into what it is that I'm good at. So many of us spend so much time trying to be better at our ripe age of 43 plus plus at new things, as opposed to leaning in to old things. Now, I'm not saying that you can't pick up new skills. But I'm saying in the time in which we want to make transactions, I want you to lean into what you are really good at. But by doing so, I need you to recognize what you're not so good at. I'm clear on what I am not good at. I tend to be a multitasker that doesn't necessarily always task well. I know I tend to be a little tardy, but I was early for you today, Joe. You were. It was right? so impressive. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, <laughs> But I, I know what my strengths see. I know what my strengths are, and I know what my weaknesses are. And it allows for me to lean in in a way that is unique to me. Because again, my unique equation is special for me. It allows for me to be memorable in a space that I can shine and not memorable in a space where my shortcomings live. So again, in recognizing who you are, it's your three life facts, three things that make you up, three things that people cannot take from you. People cannot deny, labor included, that I am a mother. They cannot deny that I am a wife. They cannot deny, even though I don't run anymore, that I'm a former division one athlete. So These like Ken Walls could say overtly yeah. sexy. Is, are you? Ken? Right? Because nobody can deny that. You're just looking at him right now. You can tell. It's just a fact. <laughs> Ken, it's a fact. And that's just what it is, right? So you own those things and you're able to really focus in that space. It frees you from the things in which you're not able to do and allows for you to avoid conversations that you don't need to go get involved in. And so understanding who you are is key. The other piece is understanding what you want. And so a lot of people go into a sales scenario or into any presentation with ambiguous grandeur, right? I'm just going to share with them and whatever happens, happens. Well, I like to break it down into two things. It's either your tattoo goal. I don't know how many of you are tatted up. I don't have any, but hang in there with the analogy. A tattoo is something that is permanent, can only be surgically removed. That is my long-term goal. I wanna reach as many people globally as I possibly can. I want to be in a space where I'm reaching people and producing television across the globe. That is my tattoo goal. But in order to get there, I need to focus on what I call my sticker goals, things in which I have to do today. When we compile all of the stickers, they become permanent. Before we have a tattoo, as I understand, you kind of sketch it out to see if it fits, if it makes sense, if this is what exactly you want. So our life, our day-to-day -day is made up of our sticker goals before we get to our tattoo. We look at the long-term goal and ensure that everything that we are doing is leading to that. Everything is leading to a permanent mark that we are about to make. So a lot of us only think about the long-term. We don't think about the short-term or we only think about the short-term without understanding the long-term. So I need us to identify what both of those are, right? You wanna be the lead sales rep. You wanna be able to hit a specific benchmark. What do you have to do today in order to make that happen? What sticker goals do you need to have in order to get to your tattoo. Now, 
understand, trust, and believe. I still write things down. I don't know about all of you, but I'm still a note taker and I still am a list maker. And I don't know how many of you out there write lists every day, but one of the biggest hangups that the majority of us get when we're trying to set our goals is they, they write what is typically known as a to-do list, right? Sounds harmless. But for me, I used to write a to-do list that was massive. I mentioned to you earlier that my daughter is nine. On that to-do list, it was like 150 things. And one of it was like pay her college tuition. It was unrealistic things in which did not need to be on my to-do list. So what I decided to do, because every night when I went to sleep, I only got five things done and I felt defeated, right? Oh, I didn't do anything today. Oh, I didn't get anything done. Oh, today was such a waste of time. But I changed my mindset. In order to get my sticker goals done, I only create a today list, not a to-do list, a today list. What am I going to do today? And I ensure that there's not more than five things on that today list. This way I can get closer to what it is that I want. I create realistic expectations for myself. So one, I can sleep easy. And two, I can afford myself the ability day after day to get closer to that tattoo goal. If it is ambiguous, if it is unachievable, not only is that mentally hard for us, but it makes us getting closer to it seem like it's so far away, so far-fetched. And even when we speak to people about our long-term goals, it equally feels far away. It equally feels like it's not going to happen. And so the delivery of it feels weak. It doesn't feel certain. And what I want for us to do is to live in a certain space because I want us to know who we are, what we want, and why we deserve it. So we got to get specific about these things. And oftentimes people see pressure in being specific. I see clarity in it. I see, okay, if I have to focus on these particular things today, I have to do anything else. I can go get myself a Starbucks. I can watch a ridiculous show on Netflix. Not that I do that that often. No, I or I can actually achieve and complete my today list. So a piece of advice, a today list always helps. That to-do list that goes to nowhere, it's just defeating before you even start. So understanding what you want, identifying it in your today list is super important. Now, this is my favorite part, why you deserve it. Now, the majority of people don't feel comfortable bragging boldly. And they use the term, fake it till you make it. And that makes me kind of want to vomit, truthfully, between friends. There is no such thing as faking it till you make it. A fake plant never grows roots, is the quote I like to use. It's not a real thing. It does, there's no, nothing sturdy about pretending to be someone that you are not. And for those of you, I'm a pocketbook fan, if whoever says pocketbook and purse, a plastic bag will never be a Louis Vuitton ever, ever, ever. So there is no need to fake it until you make it. What I need you to do is embrace the two pieces, who you are and what you want. Identifying who you are, where you are is super important. There has been salespeople that just started that I worked with simply because they were new. People that are seasoned that I worked with simply because they were seasoned. People that are unique and new to the game simply because they bring a different perspective. If you begin to fake who you are, just like anything else, it becomes exhausting. It is a lot of work to pretend to be someone else because there is an opportunity to arrive exactly as you stand. I tell this to a lot of my young people that I teach at Temple and Drexel because they inflate their LinkedIn. Oh my gosh, you know what I'm talking about. These young people that are aspiring to be something, right? Or they want to be a director of something but have directed nothing. They want to manage someone but have managed nothing, right? They they have the longest profile. Of nothing. It's like in kindergarten, I was the, the line leader. And like no, no, that's like, listed in their profile. And you're no, like, you've got to go that far back? Come on. Babysitting. I, and I say to them, and I said it, I mean, I teach on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yesterday, I was like, you have not been on the planet long enough for the length of this resume. I do not yeah. know what it is that you were talking about. Let's get <laughs> to the point and let's figure it out because they think that that's what we want to hear, right? But yeah. if, I'm a, if I'm looking for a director, I'm looking for a director. But there are positions out there that are looking for, as it relates to my students, entry-level positions. You are missing those opportunities because you are pretending to be someone else. And that becomes a really, really difficult thing. 
Like, and so for me, it's always about meeting people where you are because of the uniqueness of your equation. So the next piece is really about why you deserve it. This is the moneymaker. This is the real braggadocious piece. I can't tell you how many people, and I work a lot with female business owners as well, and they lead the conversation saying, I don't want to brag, but also makes my heart lose breath, not because I'm working out, but because I absolutely cannot stand that. I don't want to brag, but if you are not willing to share, that's what it's called. It's not bragging. It's sharing. Your accomplishments are yours to share. And some of these people have been in business 20 plus years. I don't want to brag, but I've been doing this for 20 years. No, you're just going to tell me that you've been doing it for 20 years. You're just going to tell me about your accolades and your awards. You're not going to feel bad about it. You're not going to regret the fact that you went to an Ivy League. You're going to tell me that you went to an Ivy League. You have multiple certificates. You're going to tell me that you have multiple certificates. You're not going to hold that a secret. No, I earned it. Yes. I, I went out and did this. Why is it bad if I tell you about it? Yeah. Why is it bad? Why is it boastful? And the worst part about it, those people who believe that it's boastful and bragging are being outsold by those who are completely mediocre in the same category. They are being outsold by those who will brag boldly about their mediocrity as we play coy with our accomplishments. It's a dangerous game to play. And I know that for a lot of people, they're not extroverts like me, though they love the sales game. They're not singing and dancing and listening to their own voice as much as I am. But it is a practice, right? To be just like anything else, just like going to the gym. It's a practice. It's you about lost me. You lost me there. At the gym? Yeah. I, okay, fair I don't enough. Even know what that means. We it's need to find just, something else to relate it it's to. Just like getting ice cream so bar wrong. all day. It's just like going to the bar. Okay, there we okay. go. All right, I'm with you now. <laughs> it's yeah. just like going to the bar. It's just like going to the drive-thru. Okay. Every day you do it, you. and you get better at it every time you do it, right? They know your yeah. order. <laughs> it's just like it's just like that. It will right. become easier. We all didn't, you know, we all didn't come of age knowing our social security number. We had to memorize it. And so for whatever reason, we think that we should know how to do this inherently, or we're not good at it, or we should automatically know how to spitfire who we are, what we want and why we deserve it, or we're not qualified to be in the sales game. If I were to remember and recollect me being an athlete and talk about it, and I did this, you know, in a recent talk that I just did, it's about the practice of it. Our favorite athletes, our favorite athletes that win the Super Bowl, that win the World Series, they still go to practice. They still go to practice every day. They lose on a Saturday, on a Sunday. They still go to practice on Monday. Us were like, well, I just didn't get it. And maybe it's not for me. Right. I tried it once. Right. I tried yeah. it once and it didn't work. Mm, really? Is that how it works? Is that how the fundamentals of anything that we are able to accomplish works? Absolutely not. Not at all. And so it's really about looking at things from a, pers a clear perspective. And I know that what I'm teaching and what I'm saying is not brain surgery, but the practicality of it affords us the ability to stay focused in what it is that we're doing. Because if we let, oh, I don't want to brag creep in, or, oh my gosh, I'm not really good at this creep in, or, oh, nobody wants to hear about me and my unique equation and my circumstances, we will begin to lose opportunities to those who are willing to brag about themselves. And most of the time, their product or their experience is mediocre in comparison to ours. But we are simply losing out because we don't want to part our lips to tell the story. And so for me, I really want us to begin to own that. So how do we own why we deserve it? Where do we get that from? And so I call it the highlight reel. Now, I don't know if any of you know of this gentleman, but I'm obsessed with John Bon Jovi. It's an obsession of mine. I love him. I just I cut my hair. I think that it, he would love me too. I just think that that's the case. I feel like we would be in a relationship and he would enjoy my company. That's what I believe. Yeah. To my husband's dismay, that's what I think would happen. Okay. So when I go and I see him in good old New Jersey, right? You're welcome. I go and I see him. I go to the concert. I listen to him on the way to the show. I listen to his greatest hits and expect his greatest hits when he plays on stage. And I listen to him on the way home. At no point does John, that's what I'm going to call him because we're friends. No point does you John. You tight like that, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to play 
my greatest hits. How many of you have gone to a concert and listened to the artist not play their greatest hits? How do we feel about that? We're like, what is what is this? I got I, gypped. Right. I, I can't pay, sing along. I didn't pay for this. I didn't pay for what you just wrote in your basement. Like I didn't come, I didn't buy the t-shirt and the overpriced French fries for this. I didn't do that. I came for the songs that I know by heart that I want to sing out loud. So many of us as salespeople, professionals, influencers, keynote speech speakers, we are like, oh, they want to hear something new. Oh, I got to reinvent the wheel all of the time. And what I believe is that we do need to trickle in some new material, but we definitely need to drive home our greatest hits. We need to find our highlight reel. And for a lot of you, those highlights live on your resume. If you were to dust that off, right? There are specific highlights in your life that I bring up. Just like I brought up the fact that I'm an athlete. In the, on the East Coast, there's a huge casino called Borgata Hotel Casino and Spa in Atlantic City. And that had launched in, I mean, there was 5,000 employees. And I was there before there was walls. I was in the PR and marketing department. I was employee number 269 out of 5,000. That was 15 years ago. I still talk about it. It is part of my highlight reel. It shows that I'm able to do something with something in which they are able to associate with. Oh, Borgata, I know the Borgata. Yeah, you work there? Oh my gosh, my buddy worked there. Really? Where did he work? Oh, I was only here from this time. Do you see the conversation? Do you see how it starts? It's about the, that greatest hits that you have in your pocket. All of you have achievements. A great sales job that you had, an amazing place that you opened, the business that launched, an award that you received. And so often in the notion of not wanting to brag, we don't put that in the front of our pocket. We need to lean into those highlights. We need to lean into the highlight reel of things. And in those highlights also come the life lessons that we can share, the ability to have conversations with people about like-minded things. So if you can kind of trace the breadcrumbs, you've identified your life facts, you really identified your strengths. You're avoiding your weaknesses, right, in that space. You're talking about your goals realistically as to what you're going to do today to be able to support what you want long-term. And we are now justifying and living in why we deserve it. So the next piece is understanding all of the highlights of your life now and knowing the Borgata stuck, right? But understand, trust, and believe that as an adult, that wasn't the only place I worked. I wasn't always an entrepreneur. There was one time that I was a waitress at Lone Star Steakhouse. That's not coming up in conversation, right? I'm holding that one to myself, right? Unless I meet the owner of Lone Star Steakhouse and they, we want to talk about something like-minded. So it's about understanding what highlights work for you. Understanding what highlights can get you closer to what it is that you want. I don't care what realm of life that you live in, you thrive in, ups and downs, turns, and in your life, all of us have them. It's about identifying the highlights of our life in order for us to get closer to what it is that we want. So some people say to me, you know, Cheldon, it hasn't been cute. Like, I haven't had money. I haven't done this. I failed at this. Like, I don't know. I don't have as many highlights. Listen to me. We all want to be bestsellers. No one buys the book that says, or watches the movie, let's be honest, that says, I was rich and then I married somebody that was rich and we had rich kids and we were all rich, but everybody loves the come up. Every, every celebrity that we follow fan and like has slept in their car. Have they not? Everyone has slept in their car. Everyone has been in a situation. Everyone has been in the valley before they got to the hills. The key is not to take residence in the valley. The key is not to collect mail in the valley. The key is for us to move from the valley to the hills. So it's all part of our story. It's part of us explaining and owning who we are. As we know, our world is a very forgiving thing. It's about owning who we are fully and being able to move forward with our trials and tribulations and adding that to the life lessons within our highlight reel. So now you ask me, okay, Cheldon, I got it. I know who I am. I know what I want. I know why I deserve it. Now it has to live somewhere. Again, Personal branding is what people say and think about you in your absence. The moment that you meet someone, if not even at the same time, because we can, again, multitask, maybe badly, they're Googling you. They are looking up 
who it is that you are, what it is that you want, and trying to justify why you deserve it. If Joe is saying, Cheldon, you should meet Glenn. Glenn is saying, okay, before I meet her, let me make sure that she makes any sense. I trust Joe, but I'd like to see what I'm getting myself into, right? And in doing so, I, my job is to make sure that everything I am, everything I want, and why I deserve it is accessible to Glenn. To be clear, I already really like you. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> I like your vibe. You, you, oh, I like your vibe a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, listen, if all I got to do for the rest of my life is talk, I think I got a good gig. I think I'm, I think I'm doing just fine. I think I'm doing okay. Um, but that's what it is. It's like, where does it live? Where does the rest of your brand live? Because again, the decisions that change your life are happening in your absence. So are you leaving enough breadcrumbs for people to understand those three things? Who you are, what you want, why you deserve it. Now, for all of us who have lived multiple lives, we have a lot of different things that are out there about us in our space. Again, the person that is, has that bestseller, that has things that aren't necessarily as shiny, the internet is a living, breathing thing. I consider her a she. The more you feed her, the nicer she is to you. That's how it works. The more information that you it's put- It's a wife. In, I get it. The yeah. internet's a wife. All right. The yeah. more you feed her, the nicer she is to you. She's very forgiving. She's very forgiving. When is the last time we went to the second page of Google? Never. Ne never. We don't even know. It's those sad little numbers at the bottom that we don't go to. So they we just nothing. need to- Right. We need yeah. to feed the internet. So if you, are, if you are not such a good person and now you are a good person, share good. Share what you are doing. Share your achievements. Brag boldly on as many platforms as you can, not because you are boastful, not because you are conceited, because you want people to know who you are and what you want and why you deserve it. That is the sole reason. It is a selfish space. You want to be in a space where people can find what it is that they need in order to have proper conversations about you in your absence. Or are you making it into, my friends, a scavenger hunt? Are you making it hard for people to find you? Are you saying, I want people to pay me, I want people to buy things, but then you look like you're in witness protection. I'm not asking you to share, overshare on social platforms. I'm asking you to be found. The information that is out there needs to be consistent with what it is that you want. If a lot of us, I'm lucky, I don't have a very common name, but some of us have common names. And it's easy for us to be confused with another John Smith, Michelle Cooper. So we must feed the internet the information we need in order for people to make intelligent decisions about us in our absence. What happens when we look something up and can't find it? What happens when we find a lot of the same person and we're like, is that their elbow? Is that what they look like? Is that what it's? Oh, I thought he was taller. Oh my gosh, that's not him. Oh, that's a picture of a cat. That's a sunset in the profile. Ridiculous. If you're telling skip, me- Skip, yes. Right, you're like, this can't be them because I thought that they were a serious person, but instead there's Fluffy for no reason. Apparently they're selling cats. If you're trying to sell vehicles, we need to be in a space where people can find you. It is not about you bragging in a space where you are overcompensating for who you are. It's about just ensuring that you can be found. Think about your day-to-day. -day. Somebody says you have to try out this restaurant one April, right? You have to try out this restaurant. You Google it. You find the restaurant, you think. You see their website. It looks like it's going to eat your credit card and spit it out. It looks like it's going to, you know, give you a virus on your computer. You can't find the phone number. You can't find how, the address. What do you do? You move on to something else. You find another place to get something else. And it's not because the food isn't good at the restaurant. It's because it, we, the restaurant made it hard for you to purchase from it. It made it hard for you to engage. That is solely it. And so many people say, I'm not good at marketing. I'm not good at social media. I don't need you to be proficient. I don't need you to overshare like I do. I don't need you to talk to yourself on Facebook every day like I do. I need you to make sure that the information that you are putting out in the world is consistent with giving you what it is that you want. That's the audit that you need to do. You need to Google yourself, my friends. Your first and last name and the association and or business that you are a part of. Google them together. See what comes up. 
Now, there's no judgment. I am the planet fitness of marketing and branding. There's no judgment here, judgment free. But all you have to do moving forward is again, begin to leave the breadcrumbs. Is it the last two jobs you had that come up with your name? Is it you selling real estate when now you're selling cars, right? Are people having enough information about you in order to make a decision in your absence? That is the litmus test. And you don't need to post 90 million times and be take a picture of you and your kids in a pumpkin patch, you know, for the fall in order to make your social media make sense. You just need to make sure that there's enough information for people to have a serious conversation in your benefit. And I think that that is super, super important. So I want that to be the case. And so a lot of people say to me, hey, Chell, how do you figure it out? Now, I'm obsessed with John Bon Jovi, but I'm also even more. Okay, that's what I, I, I wait what for everybody's head to tell. Why did you block her? What the heck? Yes, I was gonna say Sheldon. I thought it was me froze. that happened to me yesterday. I was looking at Jaime's head as soon as he went, huh? I was like, okay, good. Wait, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Glenn, like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh boy. When your head turns that way, Glenn's really good at the freezing. I'm just gonna point that out. Yes, he's yeah. really good. But Sheldon, we lost you. Sheldon, we lost you. Still here. Oh, oh here I hear it. Here we go. Here okay. I am. Video's gone. There you go. Look at you're I'm back. Sorry. And Hi, that was guys. and that was the tip on how to make a million dollars. Was that what you were sharing while you were filming? You're welcome. Yes. Everybody, yes. Jump well, to good night. Good night. Enjoy. <laughs> no, this is a quick one. This is a quick one, and then I'll have you guys ask any questions that you may have. But but my mother is amazing. I hope that I can hang in for this call, and she's wonderful. And so she cleans every corner of the house before people come over. I don't know if you know a woman like this or if you're that person that scrubs every corner. Somebody's walking into the house. They're like, oh my gosh, lifting feet. She has literally the strength of 10 men. She's 75 and gets all the dust bunnies out of from underneath the couch because people are coming over. So she hates bunnies. That's what she I hates, heard from this she story. Bunnies. She hates bunnies. Okay. Dust bunnies. <laughs> because people are coming over to the house. Right. And we and she wants to make the best impression. No one's leaving Ada's house saying that it wasn't clean, that you weren't fed, that you didn't get something to drink, that the bathroom was a mess. When you are inviting people, when you're handing out your business card, when you are inviting people to check you out on social media, you are inviting people to your house. Is your house clean? Are you prepared for guests? Have you set it up so people feel as if they're at home? They understand the information in which they're receiving. They're playing the music that you want to hear. They've set the table, right? Think about it. When you go to somebody's house and they don't feed you, when they don't give you something to drink, you're like, what is wrong with this person? Like right. you invited us over and you don't have anything, right? It's the same feeling. You don't get the information in which you've requested. And the majority of the time we've invited them there. That's the hard part. We have said, this is how you get in touch with me. This is how you find me. This is the best representation of me. Here you go. Come to my party. And then for the worst part is that some of you connect them to platforms that don't even work. So this is what. Okay, good. All right. We missed that one. So. Facebook is going crazy with all the comments, which is fantastic. So I'm here. There, I am. there you go. There I go. You tell mom to stop calling you. I know she yes. can't help it. I think that my children are done. They're on the iPads. They're done. They're like, what's going on? Um, but but ultimately, it's you hide when people can't find you're you're hiding from people. You've been, you've given them the business card. You told them to look up your LinkedIn. You told them to go to your website that says under construction, like you're a blockbuster, and they're waiting for the launch. Like right. no, if there's a web page that's not filled out, hide it. If there's an opportunity, if your website is just your face and contact information, that's plenty at least they know that what they're receiving is correct. That's it. It doesn't need to be coming soon. It doesn't need to be under construction. It doesn't need to be 404, that weird error that you get when there's no page. We are inviting people to our house so they can have conversations about us in our absence. Same thing goes for all of your social media addresses. A lot of you want to be like hot guy 1999. I see you. I see you. 
right? You want to hold Ken. on. To Ken, your... did you send her the email in chat? Ken, yeah. I see Ken, right? And you want That's to hang me. on. <laughs> you want to hang on to all of these different platforms and your AOL accounts and whatever else. Again, going back to the party analogy, are you inviting people to one address for the same party? Would you give them multiple addresses for one party? You wouldn't. You need to make it as easy for people to find you as possible. Not because you are boastful, not because you're a master in social media, but because you want to get paid, because you want to hit your goals, because you have a large tattoo goal and your sticker goal is to sell more today than yesterday. So you have to figure out, are you making it easy for people to do so? Are you making it easy for people to pay? And your personal brand will afford them the ability to do that. So again, who you are, what you want, and why you deserve it. Identifying your life facts. What are the things that make you who you are? What are your strengths? What are your strengths? Then develop your highlight reel. See, because I got this, guys. It's right here. Yes. That's Defining your sticker goals. What's going to happen today? And then you're going to go for your tattoo goal, which is at the end of your life, what are you Sorry, trying guys. to accomplish? Sorry, guys. I'm here. I totally took, ran with it. I ran with it. I went with, you got to highlight the strength. Go to your highlight reel. Yes. You got to get your today list, not yes. a to-do list. You got to do sticker goals and tattoo goals. Yes. And, and what I wrote down up at the top was that it's not a scavenger hunt to find you. Come on. It's not a scavenger okay. hunt. Okay. I got that over here. See, I got the notes. I'm like, it's True. can't do it. Because I, I agree with you a, a wholeheartedly. I Googled while I was sitting here, my name and the word sales. I did it with BDC and I own the pages. So I'm excited because there's somebody really famous who plays online poker with my name and he out SEOs me if it's just my name. Right. So now everything that you do in association moving forward has to have those sequences in them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Sheldon, the last thing you said before you froze, I'm pretty sure was I buried the treasure. <laughs> I buried the treasure in New Jersey. No one's coming here. I bet you- <laughs> yeah, on Facebook, Charles Coachman already said, is there a freeze-off between Glenn and Sheldon? I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. And I'm so animated. I'm sure I'm like... Yeah, oh yeah, you're freezing in the weirdest spot. Sorry. Yeah. So, well, enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's the... I don't know if anybody has any questions, but that's the... Oh, something- I do. Okay, I good. do. Okay, and there's plenty of people over on Facebook that were throwing things out. So I'm going to pose one of the questions that I answered myself Okay. uh, when they were out there. So somebody said, "I've uh, when it comes to the highlight reel, when it comes to you explaining what you are, right, what's the difference between cocky and confident? There's only confident. Okay. I mean, listen, you're cocky if you're lying. If it is fact, it... It is fact. If you have done the job, if you have accomplished the thing, you have accomplished the thing. Like, if you are, in fact, the best, then you can say it. If you are not the best and saying that you're a best means you're a liar. If you are good at it, then you're good at it. But if you did not win the trophy that says you are the best, then there's no reason for you to say that you're the best. You can say that you are good at it, that you're accomplished, that you're going to do all of these things, that you're going to be able to deliver. Like, I think that there is no such thing as cop. Yes. The timing. Yes. It didn't even get the whole word out, which was even better. You watch this on the replay. Let's see if Glenn can get the same wording and same facial expression to freeze. Back. Yes. The internet needs a pause from me. I'm a lot. Well, she is. Somebody who wants a lot of attention too. <laughs> the internet's reminding you, yo, woman, my show, not yours. Calm down, calm <laughs> down. She's too much. She's breaking the internet. Okay. Told you. So, one of my things I was looking to ask you was that. So, the life facts—is it what you feel most compelling about yourself, or is it how you're defined? And the reason I'm gonna I'm gonna go down this road and go all the way off on the deep end, right? There's so much division in the world today because of how I define myself. Yeah. Right. And so I'm no longer a human being. I'm either red or blue. I'm Trump or Biden. Right. We're going out kind of deal. 
and sure. I don't know where you stand. It doesn't no, matter. It doesn't but matter when, right? when you look at it, the answer is if I feel it matters to me and it divides me from somebody else and then somebody else is feeling it, we become completely divided. But what is the safe life facts <laughs> is what I'm trying to say is that what is it that you want to say about yourself in the three life facts that you have that would be the most beneficial to put out there? I think that I, I'm going to run with it. Can you hear me? I'm going to run with yeah. it, even though I might not have heard the last part of it. The last part was, uh, what was it? What are the three things I should be looking for to be the most universal, right? The ones that's accepted or. Uh, so here's the deal. Like you are who you are. And I think that if you want to be appealing to the masses, then you will have a broader scope. If you, and you have every right to appeal to a boutique group of people if you choose, everybody has their people. Now, I may agree with them, I may not agree with them, you may agree with them, you may not agree with them, doesn't matter. Playing to your authentic self is your best bet always. If you are trying to be universal and you are in fact not, <laughs> it will only be, again, you being that fake plan, right? There's enough of everything. Right. And even in the division of the United States, it really, it is like the division of the United States. That's a lot of people on both sides, if that's what you're talking about. So whatever it is that you are, whether I agree with it or I don't agree with it, lean into who you are. The authentic nature of who you are will carry the conversation through. If you are tiptoeing, I can feel it. How many of you can feel people who are fake and people who are liars and you can only find out that they believed something or wanted something or did something after the fact. Don't you feel worse? If you're not compatible, nip it in the bud. We are in sales for long-term gains. It is so hard to acquire a customer, but to keep them, right? But to keep them in a lie, that's exhausting. You'd rather have, right? So have people that you can hang out with and talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. And so though it is, feels uncomfortable at this point, and I know that it does, and believe me, I'm living it. But at the same time, I think that there's enough for all of us in the uniqueness of who we are to be able to lean into who we are fundamentally, to find the audience in which we need. That's what, I hope that's an answer to the question. No, um, absolutely. You know, I mean, the goal again, like if your brand is offensive, then you're gonna be offensive. I prefer your brand not to be offensive. But if you are universally in a space where you respect others and you lean into that, you're going to be fine. You're going to be in a space where you're going to be able to do good business. Now, if you are so passionate about one side or the other or whatever it is in your life, not even politics, whatever it is in your life, then lean into that and find those consumers. As opposed to going against the grain, because you will find all of the energy and we know that sales takes energy, right? all of that energy fighting and not telling about the product or service that we offer. We've changed the conversation, right? We're not even talking, we're not, we're spending all of our hours doing stuff and, and, and campaigning for stuff that has nothing to do with our day job. So lean into where it is that you, th that belongs to you, whether or not I agree with it, it doesn't really matter. It's really, there's enough room in this world for all people is what I believe to be true. Fantastic. So Edna's on Facebook and yeah. she threw out and said, why is it important to say I am the best? It isn't. If you're there not, you it isn't, it isn't. And, and again, you know, a lot of people in this world, like I had was asked at a conference, you know, how do I market being an expert? And I answered, be an expert. You have to be skilled in order to say you are skilled and Kings don't have to wear their crowns every day. I believe that to be the truth. They don't have to. If you are actually good at what you are doing, I can tell. You, can have, you might have to remind me, but you don't necessarily have to say you're the best, right? You don't have to do that. Most of the people who say they are the best are not, right? The people that are wrapping their cars with it are not right? They're one of one. They're the best in the county in that street in that time. They're, they're twisting, right? To hold on to that. And a lot of people don't even want to work with the best. They want to work with the kind. They want to work with the nice. They want to work with the friend. They want to work with the neighbor. How many of us pay people that aren't the best, but they're a part of our relationships and they're part of our community, right? Yeah. Not to say that we don't want the best quality, but 
we'll forego the number one person to get it done and to get it done without it being painstaking, to get it done without the obnoxiousness, to get it done without the braggatocious attitude. So people lean in as if they are the best, thinking that that's going to be the win. And again, the personality and the experience is the win every single time. And if you can't wrap your car because everything's virtual, do you put your own picture behind you on your backdrop for Zoom, Colonel? Oh, I mean, just if, asking. If the cur- I mean, if I got a picture like that, I do. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, it's, it's yeah. Colonel and his twin. You better uh, leave him alone. You better yeah. leave him alone. He's got his you personal heard her. brand. Leave me alone, <laughs> Joe. Leave me alone. Right. He's got uh, his personal brand on point right there, right. my friend. So One of the things care. I did want to point out, though, is that Glenn had pointed out while you were talking in the chat where he said, without openly admitting it, people are actually competing with you in their minds. This is why they want you to shine, but not to outshine. Right? That was such an impactful statement. She froze. I did. Again, there you go. It's Glenn. Yes. It's my Glenn. That I, yeah, I was going to say, she's so enamored. It's my Glenn that makes me, like, makes me freeze. That's what yes. happens. The heart um, rate. The heart rate. <laughs> um, no, it's absolutely. And a lot of it's us. It's a lot of it's up before we even get out of the car, we're already defeated. Before we even get out of the car, we've already talked about the, why they're not going to buy whatever it is that they're not going to buy, right? We haven't even given them the opportunity. One of the things that I was taught very young at a very young age was, you know, let, prime example was Borgata. I had this amazing job and I thought I was very, very young and I thought we were going to be dealing with nightclubs and, and we were going to be dealing with the spa and the buffet. And I quickly learned that casinos, I mean, I was young at the time, I know this now, but the only concern was the slot machines that were in the center. All, everything else was to keep those that were at the slot machine unbothered, that the wife could go to the buffet or to the spa and the young people could go to the club so you wouldn't bother the gamblers in the center. And at that point, I really understood that my presumptions, my assumptions were wrong, that I needed to have a conversation rather than execute a speech. And that is the key to all of it, right? Leading with the conversation. If you find your life facts, if you know all of these things, you'll be more apt to have a conversation with somebody and people buy based on conversations, right? How many of us have had a sales call that never ended because we had so much fun or we had so much dialogue with them back and forth? They felt a sense of obligation to us because we befriended them, right? That's how we hold on to clients. That's how we hold on to customers, I'm just trying to expedite that by letting them into the things in which we want to let them into from the get-go. So they know that there's a connection right up front. Fantastic. Anybody else with questions? Because, you know, I still got a page over here. Right. And so, I'm unfrozen. Yeah. So you have to yeah. take the opportunity. So take, it, take it now while you can. Cause hey, I've got a, I have a fun Bon Jovi fact for you. Tell, John bon now Jovi. we can. So I, I had a guy that used to work for me that was the, the sound production engineer for the band Extreme. Yeah. And they toured with Bon Jovi and I got backstage passes, but I I I I drank my way out of being able to go backstage. <laughs> we we yeah. won't previous go into life. that. Previous life. Yeah, yeah. Pre- previous previous different Ken. But anyway, um fun fact. Jo- oh, she's frozen again. She's going to miss this. Okay, hold off. We'll we- go slow. Got I got to wait right. for her to come back. Yes. Um, so- In the meantime, Luigi will dance for us as we go. <laughs> she comes yeah. back on. You got to say, and that's all I have to say about that. Okay, right. she's- there you go. And, and, and that's I'm how back. I fell in love with John Bon Jovi. Good story, <laughs> I, Ken. I needed a minute. Yeah. I needed a minute. <laughs> I needed a minute for that. I froze when myself. You- that you- was great. Ken, yes. I'm sorry that Sheldon Ken. didn't hear it. Wow, wow. Uh, I'm gonna go that's cry the kind of story now. that makes me want to get to know you better, Ken. <laughs> yes. If Sheldon had heard it, it would have been life-changing for right. her. I, right. I froze it on purpose. I mean, how many I, times does anybody give out John Bon Jovi's personal cell phone number on a Zoom meeting? <laughs> I know. Ken. I know. You're so, stuck with me, Ken. Yes, so, friend. no, you know that he has the highest um, recorded decibel rating on a, vo- a vocal singer in the world. Nobody's ever been able to reach he's the magic. decibel levels that he does. Because he's magic, Ken. He, he is. Magic. 
Ken, am I wrong, but had Sheldon not frozen, she more likely than not would have been your plus one? <laughs> Where are we right. going, Ken? Right. Where are I we probably going? Will, I took my, my former best friend and that did not work out. Anyway. My former yeah. best friend. <laughs> it was I used, I used to drink a lot. But anyway, so yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Bondage. I think I love Wednesday nights with Joe. Hey, I love everything that I'm in. I'm in digital marketing and have been for many, many, many years. And I love everything that you were saying. I I absolutely loved it. So well done. Frozen again. Outside of the stuff you were saying when you were frozen. Right. um, That stuff was a little hard to understand, but... (laughs) The rest you, of it sort of came through blazingly. Yeah, you you well. lost me on the frozen parts, but but right. I never cared for the movie. Yes. But hey, so I have two I... little I have two daughters. Frozen is very popular in my it house. is very popular. Yes. So let it go, Joe. Let oh, go. I see what you did there. Wow. Joe, can I run jump on jazz? Glenn, jump in. I want to run something by Sheldon, and it's it's not a question. It's more just food for thought because I love bouncing ideas off of one another, and I don't ever believe that it's important that somebody be right. I think being right is highly overrated, and but I do have a thought that I want to just throw out there as a yes and because I didn't disagree with anything you said, and I took a lot of notes because I'm an avid note taker. Um, I'm a teacher by trade. Uh, but I also am a student by trade and I love running the two on parallel tracks. But with regard to your statement about cocky and confident, can I just share a singular thought about the difference? Yeah. Because in my view, cocky does exist, but I'm going to clarify. Yeah. So I agree with your definition of confident to me. Cocky is confidence They are the same, I agree, with one however, and the however is this. I wrote down, cocky is under the misguided impression that because of what it confidently did, that now its poop somehow doesn't stink. I love the poop, though, Glenn. No, but I mean, that's that to me is what cocky is. I'm in a business that has a lot of cocky, And to me, when you make a great accomplishment, that's a beautiful thing. I love hearing the good news of others. However, if you believe that the fact that you've achieved means that your poop now operates without aroma, now you and I, this is where we part company because everybody's poop stinks. Everybody's. The most famous people, the wealthiest people, and frankly, part of their learning curve might include someone grabbing them by the scruff of the neck and bending their face forward so they can get a whiff and remember who they are. Wow. Including and John she bon froze. Jovi. And she froze I, I, on that. Yeah, I think she froze I, on the deepest part. I love the poop and grabbing them by the neck and make, please. I got it all. Glenn. I got it. Ken. I got it. I'm sorry. Like, I'm I got not- a phone call right now. Hold on. About John, poop? John, hang on. What, John? Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. Look yeah. at that. No, I have to talk to you later. Yeah. And it's there. Call him back. He knows. He's like Sheldon says I. Yes. Sheldon the, says I. The lady else. I, 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 I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. What cocky is when you believe you're entitled based on your experience, and I do. I think I like. I I agree with you. I agree with you. I I often make the distinction that the difference between entitlement and deservedness. And this is as an admitted fan of deservedness. You used one of my favorite words in your distinction when you said, who are you, what do you want, and why do you deserve it? I absolutely love that. I think it is so primary. To me, the difference between deservedness uh, and and entitlement Mm -hmm. is entitlement is deservedness minus the work. Mm. Yes, my friend. Minus the work. Agreed. Agreed. Because we, if we're willing to work for it, and that doesn't mean toil, by the way. A yeah. lot of times, work is the art of correct positioning. Yeah. You know, and and it may not take a tremendous amount of hard, busting yeah. concrete type labor, yeah. but the work may be in here. Yeah. The sure. work may be in here and here, 
It may not involve a lot of sweat, but it's still work. And this is why, you know, when people talk about luck, that's, that's ridiculous. Sure. Luck occurs, but luck doesn't deliver entire lives to people because luck is not sustainable. So at the end of the day, we're going to have to work. And if we take, if we take the time to do what's correct to do and build a life incrementally and assemble it piece by piece, brick by brick. When I worked with Will Smith, I've worked with some of the best of the best and I'm not sure. I think Will might have been, he certainly makes my top three list. And what Will shared with me privately, I've worked with Denzel. I just played Denzel's boss in a film about six months ago and he and Will expressed themselves so similarly about the power of manifestation. Right. And how you create the outcomes you want. What we all believe is that it is done brick by brick, beam by beam. Absolutely. Right. The school of incrementalism. Here's what Will said. He said, I've never set out to build a wall. Again, this was private. This was one on one. This was not in a big lecture. Yeah. We're sitting there talking, doing the movie After Earth. Yeah. He said, Glenn, I've built so many things in my life, but everything I've built, I built it by placing down on the ground one, here's the distinction, well-placed brick. That's all I did. And I called it a good day. The next day I went back and right next to it, I laid down another well-placed brick. He said, I did this as a way of life. And then one day I looked over and kind of went, I looked because I was impressed. There's the structure. There's the structure. There it is. And I didn't set out to build the structure, but I incrementalized my way by placing one solid, well-placed brick down today. So the question becomes, what's your brick? What's your brick? You know, what, what is your brick? And are you devoted to laying it down in a classy and professional and beautiful manner so that it, you can be proud of that brick that you place down building your future that way? I mean, you're speaking my language. I love your energy. I love everything you talked about. Thank you. Thank you so much. But it's intention. And I think that so many people are winging it. And those of us, if I I get unstable again, but if those of us that are intentional, especially during this time, so many people have laid down during this time and they haven't leaned in to their strengths. And I was committed the minute, like, not the minute, the first two weeks I was eating Oreos and had crumbs all over me. And it was like, I wasn't cute. Like I hadn't done my hair. I didn't put the lashes on. Like I was a mess. But week three, I decided that I will be better AQ after quarantine than I was BQ. I will be. I will be better. I, if I was gifted time ever in my life, what would I do with it? And I was committed that I was going to be better for this time. If I had the opportunity to be safe at home, safe in this blessed space that I would be better for it. Oh, oh, we got a partial freeze and then back. There I am. Oh, we got a great gem out of her before she. Yeah, froze. I was going to yeah. say, you did drop the nugget before it, before it froze. I did. Um, you guys are so, I love this so much. This is so wonderful. Um, yes. I want to say so thank you. I know time is, is up. I just want to make sure, cause I'm going to get in trouble over here because Ken Walls sent you a LinkedIn request. And if yes. you don't accept Ken Walls, it's my fault for I, posting I your stuff up in the group and saying, connect with her in LinkedIn. How do you want people to connect with you, Cheldon, to go expand further if they're oh my goodness. find? Please check me out um, on our Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash this is it TV. Um, And then LinkedIn is the best way. Send me a note and we'll connect directly. I'd love to do that. Fantastic. I want to say thanks to everybody that's out in Facebook because there's still a whole bunch of people out there talking and saying things. So uh, Edna's out there. Lynn, we got Charles Coachman out of the closet to watch the show. Hi, guys. Weldon's out there. We got uh, uh, Priska who joined us from Cameroon. Oh who's, my goodness. who's enjoying everything out here. Look, Karen's oh, a real person. Just got a picture. There she is down there. So uh, hey, Joe, I want to say thank you so much. And Cheldon, you gave us so much information and I appreciate you investing into the rest of us. Of course. Right. Well, so well, Joe, before Cheldon leaves, can, yes. can I say one more thing to of her? Course. Cause I think this is going to be a keeper for you. And I think it's something you're going to take the ball and run with. And I'm working off of what you said. 
in the improv world, we call it yes and. Is she still frozen? Okay. I can hear you. Okay. So, so you mentioned it's about intention. Yeah. And I'm, I want to ask you a question. And the question I want to ask you is, do you realize where intention got a bad name? This is through my own exploration that intention has been given a very bad name and I can pinpoint exactly where it came from. And we need to heal this because until we heal it, we're not going to know the truth. So intention got a bad name because of this adage. And I'll guarantee without even knowing you that you've heard it. Everyone in this room has heard it. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. We've heard that. Here is what they didn't tell us that we should have been told. So is the road to heaven. Yes. Yes. The same energy. And I, this is, I'll leave it on this. The same energy that creates hate can create joy. The same energy that takes the sale away from you can give you the sale. So So we only heard half the story is my point. And that's the part that gave intention a bad name. We have to have. It's not even negotiable. We have to have love as our intention. We have to have power and faith. All of those must be in our intention if we're ever going to achieve anything worth a squat in this lifetime. Agreed, Glenn. Agreed. Oh, this was so wonderful, gentlemen, and my ladies that are on. I hope you guys can hear me still. We can. Yes, we got you. Joe, thanks for letting us hang with you today, brother. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you, my day started off this morning Started out really well. I got a FaceTime from Glenn sharing with me where he's at. We started talking. I was then to Ken. And now look, look at Glenn's view. Oh, I love it. He's out in what, ATL? That's where you're hanging? Yeah, I'm hanging in Atlanta. Oh, you keep him busy. Well, I hope to stay connected with all of you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Excellent. Good night, everybody. And please go sell something. Yes, please. Bye, guys. Bye, thanks. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated.